Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the podcast. This is Wes Hoffman. This is uh, the podcast Jokestrap. Uh, welcome. It has been a while for sure. Um, I apologize for the delay, but uh, had some things going on, like moving. And then I bought some new uh, podcast equipment, so I had to get that set up. Um, that was a bit of pain. Anyway, um... So now it's all set up, and hopefully everything sounds better as far as the quality. Um, Although I am a little sick right now, so the quality of my voice is different. I sound sexier. (laughs) Not really. Um, Well, maybe I do. What's up, ladies? Anyway, um, welcome to the episode. We got a lot to catch up on. Uh, And by we, I mean me. Uh, So, yeah, so um, let's see. I can't remember when the last episode was. I think it was like September 1st or something like that. So on uh, September 2nd, I uh, did a show. Uh, Went to uh, Monterey, California. Did a show at Laughing at the Blue Fin. Uh, That's put together by uh, Corey Robinson. Corey Showtime Robinson. And uh, that was actually a a lot of fun. That was a fun show. Um, And just going to Monterey is uh, always fun. Uh, It was a bit of a drive to get there. Um, in traffic on a Friday night, uh, pissing people off by cutting them off. I was like, whatever, don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm a comic. I don't care. But, uh, I went and I saw and I conquered. No, I went and, uh, it, uh, I got there and, you know, Monterey's beautiful. And I was just like, man, I kind of wish I didn't have to do a show right now. I kind of want to just walk down Cannery Row and hang out and catch the views and have some chowder and just soak this all in right now i mean it had been a while since i'd been there and it's beautiful uh but you know show had to be done uh went to the blue fin it's a it's a billiards it's upstairs um but they have a separate section that was uh blocked off and uh really nice uh set up there for stand-up comedy so we uh so they they were uh prepping the show there uh, but they were having problems with uh, getting the microphone to work. And uh, so uh, various comics were trying to test out the mic. Uh, Chris Mitri, uh, Richard Dryling, myself, uh, we were all trying to help Corey get this mic worked out. And we were, we were thinking it was primarily the mic cord because it looked pretty beat up. We're like, all right, this thing looks beat as fuck. And uh, <laughs> so... We kept testing it and testing it, tried another mic cord, still didn't work. And then we're like, okay, well, what if by chance it's the actual microphone itself? So then we tried another microphone and still didn't work. And then we kept going and uh, we're like, damn it, uh, the show should have started by now and it still hadn't started. But I guess fortunately for us, there were no audience members in the uh, attendance yet. So uh, we were able to hold off for a while in terms of uh, starting the show and getting the mic to actually work. So we were working on that, and then, uh, yeah, it just didn't didn't, uh, work out like we wanted it to. Um, So, yeah, it was was interesting. Uh, But then uh, we we eventually tried a third microphone. We're like, what are the chances that two microphones don't work? Let's try a third one. And then we tried a third one, and then the motherfucker worked. So, go figure, right? Um, 
that is how it worked. So, um, yeah, we got the show started. We got it rolling. And uh, it was a good show. We had a light crowd at first, but then they started piling in. Um, I really think I'm starting to lose people with one of my jokes. Um, like, totally pissing them off. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Um, it's a joke about not wanting to have kids. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess a lot of ladies were offended by me not wanting to have kids. Or just the way I brought it up, I guess. I don't know. But it got really quiet after I told that joke. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I lost everyone. Woo. Anyway, um, yeah. So, I uh, after Friday, um, that was September 2nd, after that show in Monterey, um, went to go move on September 3rd. Uh, so, my buddy Jeremy, uh, who I met through uh, my current job, he no longer works there, but uh, we uh, we became good friends while we were working there. And uh, it's funny because, like, in the beginning when he when we first started talking to each other, I was like, yo, bro, you need a roommate? And he's like, oh, no, I live with my girlfriend. I was like, that sucks. You should live with me. And then uh, he actually, <laughs> like, told his girlfriend at the time. Like, he's like, hey, Wes wants to be my roommate. And then she's like, well, get in line. And then, like, so... <laughs> I got in line, but, uh, no, so, they recently, uh, they recently broke up, so, that meant that it was time for me, no, uh, Jeremy's like, hey, uh, so, it looks like we're breaking up, so, if you want to move in, uh, that'd be cool, blah, 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 and then, so, I was like, yeah, that would be cool, so, uh, ended up, Moving on September 3rd, my buddy Brian helped us out, uh, moved a bunch of stuff on Saturday, and then I moved a few other things back in on Sunday, too, and kind of thankful it was Labor Day weekend, so you get that extra day uh, to rest a little bit before going back to hell, or work, or whatever you call it, and uh, so, so yeah, that was, uh, the Labor Day weekend for me was actual labor. Uh, which was moving, but now I'm pretty much all settled in here. Um, still a little bit of unpacking to do, uh, and actually getting rid of a lot of crap that I didn't realize I had packed up. So that's good. I guess that's what moving is good for—is you get rid of a lot of crap that you didn't know you actually still had. I had stuff from like ex-girlfriends from like years ago that I didn't know I kept or why I kept it. I was like, I don't need this. I don't think I'm ever going to see these people again. Um, and I I don't need these memories or whatever. So tossed a bunch of crap that I had kept. And, yeah, feel better about it. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, that was, like I said, a Labor Day weekend. And then, um, so the first week, living in the new place, pretty cool. And then, uh, let's see, Saturday, or actually O'Malley's, the comedy show, uh, we had one on September 6th, so that was cool. Um, that was a fun show. Uh, Mario Hodge closed that show out, um, and he did really well. A lot of people uh, mentioned after the show, when are you going to have him back? When are you going to have him back? He was great. And uh, he was great. And uh, it was a fun show. Um 
And then uh, Saturday, uh, uh, the 10th, I uh, went to a concert. I went with my sister. Uh, we went to uh, see uh, Rob Thomas and the Counting Crows. And uh, I'm a member of the Rob Thomas fan club. I know a lot of people, uh, <laughs> some people are like, who the hell is Rob Thomas? Some people are like, wait, you like Rob Thomas? Isn't that a, a musician for uh, you know older people? Uh, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I've been a big fan of Rob Thomas uh, ever since Matchbox 20 came out. I uh, really like his songwriting and uh, the way he sings. So I, I was a member of the Rob Thomas fan club. And we got VIP uh, access. Um, unfortunately, did not get to meet him, but uh, we got to do some other weird stuff. Uh, so they they let us in early. We get into this VIP lounge area, um, and then uh, we it's like a, a like a separate tent they like set up inside Shoreline. It was at Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View. Uh, we get in there, and uh, they have like this uh, this buffet set up, which I didn't know they were gonna be. Uh, providing food my sister and I had ate previously uh, but you know free food so we ate again <laughs> and then uh, they had a little like stand set up for alcoholic beverages and I was like well I gotta get one of these so I went and was like oh take a Long Island and the guy's like how about a Long Island with Pepsi and I was like okay whatever and then he's all you want a double I'm all sure make it a double so he made it a double and that was 16 bucks and but the food was free at least. So then um, we're eating and we're drinking at this table inside the lounge, talking to some other Rob Thomas fans. And uh, it was I don't know if it was like a mom and a daughter or sisters or whatever that we were talking to, but it was two ladies. And then uh, they're like, so so they were talking to my sister and me, and they're like, uh, which one of you is the Rob Thomas fan? And when I said it was me, they were both, they both acted, like, shocked, like, what? Like, you? And I was like, yeah, it's me, and I can't get myself to go away. No, uh, I said, <laughs> I said it was me. And uh, they're like, wow, blah, blah, blah. And we kept talking. And uh, and then in the corner of the lounge area, they had this, uh, um, this uh, karaoke type thing set up where you um, sing with Rob Thomas's hologram. Now, I had seen this on YouTube. I'd seen them, like, promoting it. Like, if you're a VIP member, you get this opportunity to sing with Rob Thomas's hologram. And on YouTube, it looked somewhat decent. I was like, okay, this looks neat. I thought it would be, like, a separate room where you, like, go into and you, like, set up everything and you sing with this hologram and nobody is actually watching you while you're recording this. But it doesn't work that way. Um, it was just in the little corner of the tent and everyone can watch you while you do this so after a little bit of liquid courage uh my sister and i have finally decided to do it um i went and saying this is how a heart breaks and it's only like 46 40 second uh, excerpts of the song you don't sing the whole song which is probably good um because i would have taken forever and not everyone would have had a turn so yeah i did a th an excerpt from this is how a heart breaks by myself and then my sister joined me for one of the um, another one and she did one shot with me um, so those videos are on Rob Thomas's YouTube channel which is kind of cool so you can say oh I'm on Rob Thomas's YouTube channel but yeah the the quality of the hologram videos themselves are a little choppy but apparently he's like one of the first first performers ever to do this kind of thing
to have this kind of setup. So it was pretty cool. It would have been a lot cooler to actually meet Rob Thomas in person, but um, with this tour with uh, the Counting Crows, they're doing it. So like for the VIP holders, it's every other concert that has a meet and greet. And apparently this was the Counting Crows turn. So kind of missed out on that. But maybe next time he tours, I'll have to get uh, tickets to two concerts. That way at least one of them could be a meet and greet. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so the the show itself, uh, our our seats ended up being in the fifth row, um, in the center, like the, the best seats I've ever had so far at Shoreline. Um, it's like right in the middle of the stage, fifth row. And I was like, oh my god! I was like fanboying out. Um, it was really really awesome. So. Um, yeah, so he, he Rob puts on a great show. He's very energetic and and everything. And uh at one point I saw someone throw out a guitar pick and I like I can't see like I couldn't see where the guitar pick was going. It's so small. I just stuck out my hands and I was like pretending I was trying to catch it. And the lady next to me was like laughing. She's like, "Yeah, I know, right?" And then she put her hands too. And then uh, after Rob Thomas's uh part of the concert was done, uh, my sister and I left, and we went to go get a beer. And then uh, we came back to our seats, and uh, the lady that was sitting next to me was like, oh, I found this on the ground. And she handed me a guitar pick. I was like, what? And then she's like, she's like, yeah, I found, like, three of them on the ground uh, during the break. Like, they were just here. And I was like, what? That is so cool. So she gave me one of the guitar picks. So now I have that. Uh, pretty cool. Uh I also uh, bought a t-shirt when I was there. Uh, so, yeah, I have to say it was well worth my money uh, for the concert. Uh, it was a great, great performance. He, In addition to his own material, he, well, I mean, it's all his material, but in addition to his solo stuff, um, he sang three Matchbox 20 songs. Um, he sang 3AM, Unwell, and Disease. And then he also sang the song Smooth, which he did with Santana. It was funny, though, when he mentioned Santana's name, everyone, like, went crazy. And he's like, no, calm down. He's not here. And they're like, they're like oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it was a, it was a great concert. I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, the day after the um, concert, I went to the A's game. And uh, I went to that with my buddy Kevin. Um, and that was against the Seattle Mariners. And that was also the day the A's released Billy Butler, which is awesome. Uh, that was the good news of the day. Um, Billy Butler getting released after getting signed to a three-year, $30 million contract and not living up to it. Um, he gets released in his second season. Um, so the A's ended up losing that game Sunday, 3-2. to two, But, you know, whatever. It happens. Um, that's just the A's. But then the A's followed that up with a four-game sweep at the Kansas City Royals. So that was pretty cool. Um, Tuesday, on Tuesday, September 13th, we had another show at O'Malley's. Um, so we were, uh, Jeremy and I were like, all right, we're just going to go do the show and then come home. Because uh, NHL 17 came out on PlayStation 4. And... Uh, We've been looking forward to this game for a while. So we were like, we got to go home and play this video game. And so we went and we did the show. And uh, Nathan Habib headlined. 
And we probably only had like three or four audience members that were non-comedians actually watching the show. It was one of our smaller crowds there. Um, but they paid attention. And surprisingly, at the end of the night, we still made like $50 in tips. So from four people and getting $50 in tips, I was like, wow, that's pretty good. So I could actually give quite a few of the performers some money before they left. So that's always nice. Um, and they're always like, oh, I don't need money. And I was like, you know you want it. Like, shut up. Like, you take the money. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that was Tuesday the 13th. Um, this coming Tuesday will be another great show on the 20th. Um, Jeff Applebaum's going to be closing that one out. Um, if you haven't seen him, he's been on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. And uh, he was in the movie, um, shit, what was the name of that movie? The movie with Will Smith and his kid. Um, Pursuit of Happiness, that's it. Yeah, he he, w- he has a little part in that. So, um, yeah, Tuesday is going to be another fun show. And, uh, and yeah, so that's what's been uh, going on with me lately. Um, of course, this week I got... I got under the weather, so I've been not doing much lately. Uh, Yesterday, I did go see a movie with my buddy Brian. Uh, We went and saw the movie Snowden uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's an interesting film, uh, I guess. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's partially based on a true story. I hear the documentary is a lot better. Um... I thought that Joseph Gordon-Levitt did okay. Um, the movie didn't put me to sleep, but it wasn't like, oh, man, I can't wait till I, this comes out on DVD. I'm going to watch it again, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I give it three out of five stars. That's what I give it. I mean, if it did its job and kept me awake and I didn't find myself bored, but I, I'm not also going out of theater like going oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh or like oh i can't wait you know like just watch it again blah blah blah. usually that means it's a three-star movie and that's what it was for me um so so yeah i did that yesterday with brian and that that was pretty much the one that was like the only place i went the whole week um aside from o'malley's on tuesday uh, just stayed in and played NHL 17 or whatever else. Um, pretty quiet week. Um, so yeah. And now this coming week, um, got the show Tuesday at O'Malley's. And then in a couple weeks, um, oh, I'm doing a, doing a 5K a week from Sunday. Uh, for the Sharks Fitness Face-Off. So going to have that coming up. Uh, so i got to start going to the gym a little bit more next week and getting ready for that. Um, it's I mean, it's not difficult. We normally walk the whole thing anyway. Uh, my friends Brian, Joy, and me, we usually just walk it. And then at the end is when we start sprinting. Uh, and I kick their ass. Or at least I did last time. We'll see what happens this time. I'll probably kick their ass. No. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and then, uh, we have a Blink-182 concert coming up on September 28th, uh, that'll be going too, so that's gonna be fun. But yeah, uh, so, nothing much else happening, just all that. Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so um, just wanted to check in with everybody uh, because I know it had been a while. I'm still here. The podcast is still going. Um, and now that I got this new equipment, we'll be getting some guests coming up on upcoming podcasts. Uh, I asked my roommate to do this one with me, but he was like, oh, I got to be drunk, bro. I got to be drunk. I can't just do it sober. And I was like, all right, then, whatever. Um and uh yeah. And then uh yeah, we'll get some other guests, not just my roommate though. But uh, <laughs> uh yeah, so uh thank you very much for tuning in. Uh this episode is going to be cut short because that's pretty much all I have to say in this episode is just what's been going on and then uh we'll come back with another episode soon. Um oh, I do want to mention actually uh, this past Tuesday at O'Malley's, I, uh, we had uh, David Roth. Um, he's a comedian uh, based out of San Francisco. And uh, he did a joke that I had been like kind of talking about in the last few uh, podcast episodes. Like He did this, I mean, similar joke to what I had been trying to work out in my head. So he's talking about Billy Joel and how he saw Billy Joel in concert. And then all of a sudden, Billy Joel's like sticking the microphone in front of the crowd and having the the crowd sing the, the lyrics. And then I was like, hey, wait a minute. No, this is what I've been talking about, like on my podcast with like Smash Mouth and how I wanted to do a joke about it. And then he did the. And then David was like, he's all, I mean, what if I had a well-known joke? And then I like had you guys finish the joke for me or something like that. And I was like, oh, crap. So now I got to like ditch that joke. Or ditch the idea of even doing that joke because David does that joke, and that's the thing, man. With with comedy as opposed to music, uh, music, like musicians do covers of each other's music all the time. See, as comedians, we can't do that shit. We can't be like, all right, this is a cover joke. I'm gonna tell a joke that was made popular by Chris Rock, and I'm gonna say it. You can't do that shit, like. Uh, like you can with music. Um, I mean, who would who would who would want? I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, who would want to go see a comedian and then be like, "Oh yeah, I've heard this joke." Like, I know this one. <laughs> like, no one does that. I mean, when you go see musicians and they play a cover song, people go crazy because everyone knows the song. But like, people, I don't think people really do that with comedy. They co- they don't go, "Oh, I know this joke." It's not the same. It's like you, you want to see a comedy show and hear stuff you haven't heard before. So it makes complete sense why there are no cover jokes. It, but, I mean, it just makes it it makes it makes tougher, I think, as performers um, to have to perform stuff that's just your own. And you can't go around to open mics uh, doing covers all the time. You can't make a living like that. <laughs> not as a comedian. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting that... Uh, here was an idea I was working on for a joke, and then I hear it from someone else. And I'm like, crap. There goes that one. Uh, I'm not going to be saying that. I mean, I could go, no, David, I think you stole that from my podcast. You were one of the five people that listened to my podcast. I'm sure of it. And that joke is mine. But I'm sure he's been doing this joke long before I started doing this podcast. So, whatever. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that that's going to conclude um, this episode, episode six. 
And uh, we'll be back with another episode, hopefully within the next week. And then uh, we will see you then. Until next time, thank you very much for tuning in to Jokestrap. Uh, my name is Wes Hoffman. Uh, check out my show info at weshoffman.com. That's one F because my mom says I'm just one little effer. Anyway, catch you all later. Everyone, have a good time. Have a good week. Whatever. See ya.